0: Good morning, and welcome back to Margin. This morning, we're going to talk about why you're not ready to buy a home. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. So let's be honest. The last 18 months have been... A a time that has brought a significant amount of uncertainty to us all. Uh, But I don't think I need to go through a list of everything that's happened, all the reasons why this has been the case, nor would it necessarily be helpful to recount everything that has transpired and dwell on it. But during this time, Americans have seemingly found a refuge of sorts, a refuge in housing, Now we have looked at the trends in regards to the low inventories, the high demand pushing the affordability of housing to new lows. This meaning that while incomes are relatively stagnant, more and more people are stretching their household budgets in order to buy a home. Now, there will always be uncertainty as this is just part of life. But in the midst of uncertainty, it's what you do with that uncertainty that really does matter. So while some will be willing to gamble while the stakes are high, others may become petrified by the what ifs, the fear of the unknown, and become paralyzed by what others say may or may not happen. Now, we have all been in this place where we have succumbed to listening to various people have an opinion on what could possibly happen. And it's our survival instinct. So how might this instinct of fight or flight be actually affecting your financial decisions, like buying a home, for example? So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I believe that many, I would even say most, Americans are simply not ready to buy a home Uh, but really do it anyway. They, they, They lean into it and make it happen, even if they're financially not prepared to do so. So let me explain this. I know that the American dream has always been the single family home with or without the white picket fence. However, so many are looking at how they can make a home purchase happen instead of whether they can actually afford a home. Without Actually, becoming house poor with without living paycheck to paycheck because of that decision. So I'm not encouraging you to adopt some kind of limiting beliefs about your abilities, but what I am encouraging you to do is to look realistically at your finances, at your current financial constraints. Now the key word to that is current. What can you feasibly afford right now versus only having the thought of how can I afford it? Now there are a lot of aspirational buyers who are making a purchase happen by borrowing the down payment, by extending the mortgage term out as long as they possibly can. Uh, all the meanwhile, many components of home ownership seem to be climbing with inflation all the more, and so the the cost of home ownership continues to climb, and they're basing it off of their current abilities right now in regards to paying that mortgage and paying those expenses, not looking at how much things are increasing. So people are letting banks and financial institutions tell them what they can and maybe even cannot afford instead of actually knowing their own financial picture and whether what they are trying to purchase actually makes sense. So in case this readiness is a bit ambiguous, I came up with seven steps that need to be looked at and changed if you are wanting to purchase a home. So component number one is if you are not operating off a budget or a plan to spend and therefore are not aware of what is coming in versus going back out, that is the first thing that you need to approach. I mean, this is something I bring up on a regular basis because you need to know what's coming in and what's going back out so that you are living Within your means. Now, for component number two, if you still have some or all of your expenses subsidized by a parent, a guardian, a student loan, or some other subsidy, otherwise, you need to factor in what it costs to actually maintain your household on your own. So, this one may be hard hitting, it may be something that you uh, get a little standoffish with just because somebody has been paying your phone bill for a certain period of time, but it's time to figure out what it actually costs to operate your own house so that you can factor in those costs before going out and purchasing a home. Now, component number three is if you have not solidified the career field that you're going into or the steps necessary for a trade school, for a certification, for higher education, or some kind of experience otherwise, in order to get there that's an important step so that you make sure that what you're committing to from a mortgage standpoint you can actually follow through on from a payments component or payments aspect so component number four is if you are not planning to stay in the immediate area for longer than two years at a minimum ideally five years or more as a plan then you need to reconsider your purchase of a home and most likely just rent in the meantime. Now, component number five is if you have not paid off your revolving high interest debt, that needs to happen before you start looking at homes, before you start going through the process of getting pre-qualified. Because once you buy a home, there's a high likelihood that you will use that revolving debt in order to buy components for that house, whether it's decorating, whether it's, uh, you know, painting or finding different projects to work on, you're most likely going to use that revolving debt uh, for certain projects. And you don't want to step into homeownership already having a burden like that. Now, component number six looks at if you have not built an emergency fund outside of saving for your actual home, your down payment for your home, it's so important that you save up three to six months of your living expenses, factoring in that mortgage in order to make sure that you have enough reserves to uh, to weather the storm of a layoff or, or moving on from a job or some health issue or something like that. Now, component number seven is the last and final one, and it comes down to If you haven't taken the time to actually count the cost of home ownership and whether your existing savings and your current income can actually support a purchase of a home, then you need to do that. You need to go through that process. Now, how many of these steps are accurate to your situation that you have not necessarily thought through? Now, you will inevitably get yourself into trouble if you have not taken the time to figure out whether you can afford a home And if you can, how much home you can actually afford. So not based on an underwriter telling you how much you can afford a bank or a financial institution telling you that you can qualify for a certain amount, but based on reality and the reality of your financial position, telling you what you actually can afford. So my call to action today is to take a close look at the seven steps to see which ones you may need to shore up and take care of before proceeding to purchasing a home. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day and we'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow, visit millenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.